0: called Design Freaks. Hi, I'm Clarita. Welcome, children of the Kern. Um, That's what I'm calling you, whether you like it or not. And I'm here to tell you stories about the designers for music's history, all the album covers you love, zines, cool newspapers, uh, poster design, all that. With me, I have uh, my friend who is a local Seattle creative. She is a stylist, a visual artist and extremely designer-adjacent, Katie D.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> Katie Dragovic. Real soon.
1: <laughs> so Katie D, how are ya? I'm pretty good. I'm running on fumes, which sometimes oh. when you've been awake for a long time and you kind of have that crazy feeling, like yes. you must feel better than if you had slept like a normal person.
0: It's a weird thing where your body kicks in like survival mode or something. Yeah, and
1: I feel like I feel more comfortable there than anywhere else. So
0: Keep it going.
1: Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: what could ever go wrong?
1: Uh, everything. <laughs> or nothing, you know.
0: So you've been up since 5:30 a.m. Yeah. You've had a full day. You went full. to the dentist?
1: What happened? Um, I'll tell you, (laughs) not a whole lot other than being slightly shamed as per usual, like as most people we know who are not very timely with self-care. You know, much like I don't wash my face every night, I don't go to the dentist when I'm always supposed to. I will say my dentist does have this really cool, it sounds cornier than it is, but the typography is amazing. This poster that says work hard and be nice to people and it's so stark but and it's not that cheerful little neo-christian like live laugh love love font yeah yeah like it's like a more stark font it's not a watercolor which makes it more and it's not an invitation wow cool <laughs> invitation to a pinterest wedding yeah. it's like a directive it's like no be nice and work hard it looks bitch yeah, yeah. it's like that <laughs> it's black and white yeah it's black and that. white i'm not used to that in a dentist's office at all and i have to say i'm a little bit shocked at how like not pastely and shitty it is in there because yeah. um it kind of makes me feel even more comfortable that t- for that, I, reason. that
0: can make you feel more comfortable i feel uncomfortable at my dentist because they're playing steve winwood Oh. and which although is the pastel I can get music. behind
1: Valerie a little bit
0: oh I love Valerie I
1: mean I kind of want to do like a slightly exercise dance so you that could where probably my shoulders the are going part with that oh uh let's see what we can do no I'm the not same quite boy I used to be uh, uh Yeah, we can guarantee that with a lot of men that you are the same boy you always will be.
0: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our TED Talk. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, my dentist office is kind of creepy. It's got that kind of outdated feeling. It looks outdated, and the music doesn't make me at ease. I feel like I'm in a brightly lit uh, place where they're going to poke me.
1: That's why they give you those awesome... (laughs) sunglasses to wear. But let me ask you this, though, because the music that I was hearing this morning was adjacent to the cubicle I was in. This is the other thing about Dennis' office. They're designed like you're in, like, office hell. Yeah. Because you are, I guess. But, like, the music was super adjacent, but I could hear it over the little, like, high-intensity water pick thinger that makes your teeth feel hot. I could... Hear kind of like Radiohead, <gasps> and that made me hate myself a little bit. I'm like, what <laughs> if I just never could reference them ever again? That would be amazing. Try it, uh, I do but it you just time. know it, you just know it two notes in if you're our age, which is yeah, undisclosed. I'm not, it's fine. As... We're yeah, in our elder 30s, we're elderly, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I was sort of surprised by the art. In there and like the people working in there actually look super cool. Like the woman who sold me my sonic hair I wanted to be like, Where do you like to go to get drinks? Uh, <laughs> Not like I don't have friends. I don't know what was wrong at that hour. It's yeah. almost like you're drunk. Like you're just like it's kind of so beside early. yourself yeah. and you're like, I don't know anything. I'm trying to cling to something. You seem cool. Can we be friends? I just need to get to work, really.
0: My sister, I think my sister had a goth dentist. I could be wrong, (laughs) but they had like, uh, like they just wore the X-ray like vest for fun. (laughs) But the artwork was goth. I don't know. She said he was. I think it was my sister. I can't remember. I'm sure she'll confirm or deny after she hears this. But I guess there could be cool dentists. I I really want a new one now, but I'm lazy.
1: Uh, well, the one I see, should I say her name? I don't know if that's... Is Falk. it Anita Falk? No. <laughs> there is a dentist in Seattle named Anita Fox. Wow. I mean... yes DTF. <laughs> um, so that was such low hanging fruit. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, um, where's my... I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. I had that coming.
0: Um. <laughs> don't worry. It's gone now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's all behind us.
0: So speaking of uh, Instagram and good design, I have a couple of recommendations Mm. for the listeners. Mm. Um, These are just some things I keep meaning to talk about uh, before the main story of the podcast. And I just keep going right into it. So this time I wanted to take a little time and recommend a couple of things that I love. Um, I love this site called blank underscore poster on Instagram and they curate um work from a bunch of different accounts so you don't have to um but Mm. it's really nice it's um just really interesting poster art and I appreciate
1: it check it out um what do you think Katie I think it's fairly gorgeous. That one that you just scrolled past reminds me of, on the left, it reminds me of Jenny Holzer, but Mm -hmm. like, maybe a little more (laughs) light-hearted. No offense, Jenny!
0: (laughs) Uh, It's by T. Teague Mirror. Okay. There's a little sad Spongebob.
1: Yeah, emo Spongebob. Like, he's all pale and his nose is flopped down. And he's got a green bean on, beanie, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) And a green bean in his heart. Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) So
0: that's kind of one of my faves. And then there's another one called Poster Reposter. Um, And that's a good way to find accounts to follow if you're, wanting to figure out
1: oh but it's poster dot is it a poster oh, poster dot Girl. reposter
0: <laughs> you'll find it yeah uh oh, oh, god look at the
1: at- casino ooh
0: i love that god at the casino let's look at this a jazz fest in berlin
1: <laughs> no wonder it looks so un- unseemly and unsettling it's in berlin <laughs> And that stretched out pantyhose. Can we talk oh, yes. about that? Oh yes, I because looked at that
0: earlier. That and is, it's uh,
1: a, and that what is a phone cord? Church? It's a phone cord. Oh, it's cord. a phone cord that's been bunched up where the lady parts would be. So there's not like, necessarily a lady. Just any those with of those you sorts of parts, I right guess.
0: where the parts would be between the legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you're sight impaired, this we will describe this to you. It is
1: a. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not going to be good, but let's do it. It's a flat square hanging by a hook. Rounded corners.
0: Yeah, rounded corners. To give it that,
1: like, suggestion of a humanoid. And then a pantyhose, which
0: makes me think of Raising Arizona, where he (laughs) says, you got a panty on your head. (laughs)
1: And the leg bits are just dangling.
0: They're just empty and They're dangling. They're not
1: being stretched apart at all.
0: And where the middle of, I guess, the crotch part... The crotch. Would be a telephone, like an old
1: landline. Do you remember t- those? <laughs> I was going to say kids, but we're the opposite of that. Elders? Maybe. Fellow You olds. never know who's listening.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm archiving this.
1: I had... I. I did go to beauty school, as you mentioned. I'm a stylist, and most of the people there were half my age. And Mm -hmm. one girl confided in me, 20 Mm -hmm. years old. I know this is going to make me sound like I'm stupid. I was like, I know you're not stupid. Just tell me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to read an analog clock. She didn't say analog, but. I heard that they're not. Being taught how to read them, (laughs) but isn't
0: that something that we didn't learn at school? We learned it uh, from our parents, right? No,
1: no, I at school because I feel like I was mixed in with a lot of okay kids in elementary school. To be clear, to be clear to the (laughs) listeners, Um, also I just don't think that certain people under a particular age would recognize that coiled up telephone cord and no they, they watched wouldn't. a lot of cinema yeah
0: or if there's an old phone lying around their house or in their basement or something i mean there'd be no reason to know what that is <laughs> uh, uh,
1: it doubles really well for like a representation of pubes so
0: oh that's what it is yeah okay
1: what Wait, what did you think
0: it was? I thought it was just something shoved in there.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's that too. It's both of those things. But
0: it is curly. Remember how stretched out it would get? Like yeah. going around corners?
1: <laughs> the worst part was when it would develop a kink. Yeah. Or a couple of oh, kinks. yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Didn't
0: like that. No. You want to make it curly again. We yep. can't. Okay. Well, so that's...
1: Oh, did we go into enough detail about what is called Love Handles?
0: Oh, Oh, yes. So it's called Love Handles, and that's hard to read.
1: If it's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) part of the um, name is literally whittled off, so who could read that?
0: Oh, for as far as um, print, um, print design, I'm super into the smudge paper. I've had a subscription for a little bit, and it's really cool. It's fun to get a risograph printed little treasure, just measured, a treasure mailed to you. Um, It's fun to get mail. So the smudge, um, have you
1: seen it? Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. adorable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. I have done, actually. Um, (sighs) Somehow ran across it on Instagram and didn't get more acquainted with it, but.
0: It's fun to look at. Look at the digital, uh, you know, designs and then also look at the print, RISO printed paper, RISO.
1: Um, yeah. they're very Can different. Can you clarify the pronunciation? I don't know, but or... um, recently I've been hearing RISO. Okay.
0: But I always <laughs> thought it was RISO graph.
1: It's one of those things that when I go to particular... Um, parties. Everyone sort of says it like really fast or really weird Mm -hmm. to just like smother the fact they're like not super certain. So. (laughs) And there's a graph. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good.
0: So yeah, it always looks cool and then these designers are just amazing and the paper is made by Clay Hickson who is a great designer and his dad was an album designer he messaged me back when I, I actually, you can um, submit a classified ad, like a ye olde classified that they print in here. And, um.
1: Ooh, like looking for something? Yeah. Oh, damn.
0: We should grab, I have these, uh, papers upstairs. Um, we should read some of them. They're I, really I funny. think
1: that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> oh, here's some, uh, I will draw your dog. At Tom Draws Dogs.
1: Okay, Tom, try harder next time with that handle. What's up with this one,
0: though? Transmit your voice. Whoops. This doesn't like to zoom in. Transmit your voice into the unknown. Feed the intergalactic sonic time capsule. Join your fellow humans. What would you choose to leave as your legacy?
1: (laughs) Um, honestly, not that goddamn thing myself, but that's me. Oh, ooh, yeah.
0: I cool. guess. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I wrote in to submit a classified ad, and he, for this podcast, obviously, and he wrote back and said, his, uh, sent me a link to his dad's album covers, and his dad designed that super famous ELO record with the UFO on it. No way.
1: It's his dad. Amazing. Thank you, Clay. Oh, my goodness shout out Um, i mean what was that household like i want to know more about this i wanted to ask so many questions but they clearly ate steel cut oats not rolled oats (laughs) they soaked that shit overnight so that's
0: pretty much all i have before the story but i was gonna ask you a little bit about if you wanted to talk about
1: comedy at all. Oh, that thing that I occasionally I... <laughs> dust off That's and what... then throw back into the closet when I'm done with it. I love that idea because it there <laughs> doesn't seem to be any alt comedy in
0: Seattle. Where oh. is it?
1: Yeah. Um, it does not. Well, I will say this. Emmett Montgomery is an incredible comic right. who exists I've in Seattle. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is El Sanchez. I don't know if they're still doing comedy right now because they just had a baby. Mm. So, but they used to produce this great show called Wine Shots that was Mm -hmm. all women, all femmes, Mm. all gender, non-binary people. Mm. Um, that went away, I think, Mm. um, I, I kind of fizzled out of the scene personally because, eh, who cares? Uh, How much
0: stage time did you get?
1: Um, Well, it depended on the show. I mean, I definitely did the most at other weirder things. Probably mm-hmm. the longest I ever had was not in Seattle at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in Portland uh, doing this show called Les Stand Up, mm-hmm. which is Obviously, all queer women, and that was pretty incredible. That was a few years ago, though. I think I just kind of got annoyed with the sound of my voice, which is why I'm totally doing this podcast with you right now. So I can hear this back later. You'll never hear it,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll never listen. We should talk about somebody cool. We should talk about Penny.
1: Oh, yeah. Tell me about Penny. So
0: today, insert music here. Nine, 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 nine. Nine, nine. Three, three. Okay, so today's deep dive is going to be Penny Smith. Penny Smith is super cool, and she's a photographer. And she uh, was the photographer for the Clash record "London Calling" album cover. And Ray Lowery was the designer who did the layout. But she took the photograph, and I think it's important to acknowledge the photographers who they get credit, um, but normally we know their images much better than we know them. And so I thought Penny was super cool and would like to introduce her to the audience. Was born in London. She's an English photographer. She specializes in black and white portrait photography, so really stark black and white as an artistic choice. Although, it's funny to me now that young people probably see her work and just know that it's old and think (laughs) that it was before color, maybe. Because the the times sort of... I don't know. Young people are smart. That's probably not true.
1: (laughs) Well, they don't always know how to categorize things so close to their own history.
0: Right. So, and they are... It is pretty old now. um, But I just want to show... Some of her photography is over here and this is the photo from the album cover. Um it is of Paul and when I listen to interviews with her, his last name is
1: pronounced Simonon. Oh, good job. <laughs> it makes me sound like I'm trying to pronounce cinnamon, cinnamon as a child. So I'm going to either
0: say Simonin or I'm not I'm just going to say Paul just so, say Paul. Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Paul smashed his base, which was weird because he was a very easygoing guy normally. But this was at the end of a really long tour. They'd been everywhere in America. This was in New York at the end. And uh, I think the audience was not enjoying the show uh. or they were acting snooty or something. And so she happened to catch this moment. And um, we'll hear a little bit more. I have some audio of her explaining what happened. But um, this is considered one of the most famous photographs in the history of rock and roll. The cover image for London Calling by The Clash. And uh, I'll kind of go through her life. So, and there's nothing about her childhood. It just immediately goes to art school. So, again, like Peter Seville, like the last episode. But she went to Twickenham. I'm acting like I've heard of it. (laughs) Are you being the hype man for Twickenham?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that's the same school that Barney Bubbles went to. I'm going to be talking about Barney in the next episode. Um, So they went to art school together and he was the designer for Hawkwind and um, was also part of this magazine slash newspaper that she produced. Um, So, She studied graphics, fine art, and photography. So she kind of had a bunch of different interests. Um, Then, like I said, she, Barney, and this guy, Nick Kent, produced Friends magazine. It started out being spelled Friends, and then they changed it to F-R-E-N-D-Z. Not sure why.
1: I couldn't figure out why I couldn't find Maybe because psychically, they thought in the future it might be associated with that. (laughs) They Good
0: su- job. <laughs> they took just enough psychedelics to see Ross and
1: and were like no. just very turned off. The by... first
0: time I saw that show, it was the episode where somebody has a monkey. So I thought that Yeah, show, that was Ross. Was, was it Ross? So I thought the show was I'm about I'm ashamed to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, it's it's a monkey show." Like, again, his monkey. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to watch some yeah. Good
1: God! <laughs> so I didn't actually see
0: it until way later, and then, and then it was already hokey and ironic. But mm-hmm. so she um, collab. She got to collaborate with the people she went to school with. One of them was Barney, um, and then they started Friends newspaper or Friends magazine. Um, in 1970, she designed the sleeve for The Pink Fairies' debut release, Never, Never Land. Now, I'm going to show you the Pink Fairies Never Never Neverland album cover. Oh, that's her photo of the Ramones. Here, I need to bring up the Pink Fairies. So,
1: just Just while you're doing that, I want to say that image of Paul Simonim's looks like how I would be as well if I had to go all over America. That's why. Uh, I I mean, that perfectly captures that mood.
0: My, my hat's off to you, band, touring bands. I don't know how you do it. This isn't the best resolution, but I, I'm i not mad at the art. It reminds me of The Hobbit, which I loved.
1: Well, it also gives me a little bit of a Mobius vibe, too. Hmm. I mean, not directly, but just kind of the imagery, not maybe the style of it.
0: Well, also, I want you to see the typography because look. At the letters, that is
1: incredible. <laughs>
0: the <laughs> they're okay. So for those of you who can't see this, there's a little um, painting of some elvish
1: gnome-like creatures. Um, one's definitely fairies. looking like an ogre with a pipe.
0: An ogre, a fairy, and no, they all come together. They're sitting on a hillside smoking. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty cute. Yeah, um, staring off into the distance. It's kind of eerie it's
1: just like you don't think of the backs of gnomes very often they're just like us i'm just <laughs> <They're> smoking staring <laughs> off into the distance staring
0: at the sky but underneath them is the typography that i'm assuming she is responsible for and look at the little feet so oh. <laughs> i love the pink fairies i'm not sure if that was a logo or if she created it but I, I like it. It's whimsical. The word whimsy comes to mind.
1: And it's not whimsical in the way that the serifs are spirals. So no, that's good. No, they're not spirals. But the
0: this is what I don't understand at all. Let's look at the mystery of Never Neverland. The first never, okay, it's got little gnome feet, hobbit feet, um, at the bottoms of the letters. Not, not even a serif, like the bottom...
1: The whole
0: bottom. Is is a foot. (laughs) Is a little hobbit foot. Okay, I get that. Everything's normal until the second never. Why did it all of a sudden get tiny? And then only the (laughs) N and the R have the foots. Yes, and then under it, land... And then a big D, like, was she trying to make a penis Big
1: shape? D! Also, the L is a straight-up foot. The L is a foot. It's not just a bottom. It's a whole <laughs> letter.
0: And then the little end doesn't have a foot anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Neither but, do the E's but, in the second never. But is it a phallus? Maybe. Oh. Is it supposed to oh, be? Oh! Oh! Oh, <laughs> duh! Please Google this image if you're yeah, listening to this. I'll It'll make it so much thing. more sense. I'll
0: put it on the Instagram, maybe.
1: I mean, if it is a penis, it's a little <laughs> wink and a nod. It's not like a straight up. It's fine.
0: Oh, and penis. there's another version. Okay. So anyway, after that, she
1: didn't do much design anymore. That's kind of too bad. Maybe she blew her wad on that. but chi I'm sorry. Where's that sound effect? Oh, <laughs> I don't trust the effects. I anymore. wouldn't either. Drums.
0: Can't rid of that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So she, this is when she gets her big break. So she does the Never Neverland, but then she gets contacted by Led Zeppelin. And they're like, because she was in art school and I guess they saw her photos or I don't know how her photos got out, but she was asked, um, she was commissioned to go on tour with Led Zeppelin and be their photographer. And she did, and after that, she got a job at NME magazine. Which um,
1: rest in peace.
0: Yeah, it was like their Rolling Stone, right? That's kind of not as cheese. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Describe
0: it. What do you think?
1: Well, just from having you know perused it myself, um, Mm -hmm. I don't think. I mean, granted, when I did, I was actually in England in the late nineties as a teen, yeah, youngster. Ew! Uh, <laughs> I said that. Um, it like wouldn't pretend that you know something like Maroon Five was a thing. Then they right. would not pay any mind to that. Oh, okay. So but it wasn't Rolling just, Stone. Yeah. I feel like might they're like yeah. you know they'll like act like John Mayer has credibility, where I don't <laughs> think that NME would like try to even.
0: So there's different standards. Yep. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. with all music, That's probably why they don't exist
1: anymore, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Well, she was yeah. with them for a long time and she photographed um with friends and with enemies she photographed um Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, the Who, Pop, Sweet, Brian Eno, really cool photo portrait photos of him. The Clash, The Jam, The Slits, Susie Sue, Debbie Harry, U2, Morrissey, Stone Roses. Primal Scream, Radiohead, Blur, Oasis, The Strokes. Um, I'm sure many more. But she kind of did the thing where it was very, nothing was staged. She did not want a stylist. She did not want makeup artist. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I know. It's It's fine. I get that. She wouldn't have needed your services. She just wanted people. She kind of did the grungy, like, behind-the-scenes shots like tour bus you know backstage on the tour bus sort of like out having coffee before the show or whatever stuff like that anyway so she took all these amazing portraits and then after that she went on tour with the clash and she got that Paul Paul Simonin uh smashing his bass photo and it was a total accident she almost didn't go to the show because it was a really long tour and she was like i got it i've got a billion photos of them like how many more uh do you need um but uh the photo went on to be used on the cover of london calling designed by ray lowry um who was actually a cartoonist oh wow yeah and and a painter
1: do you know what he cartoon? British
0: stuff that I didn't recognize. Oh yeah, so I okay, cool.
1: But <laughs>
0: uh, she received Q magazine's greatest rock and roll photograph of all time award in two thousand two. And about that image, she says, um, "If it had been in focus, it would it would have died. It never would have uh. been chosen for the album, probably." And. Um, where is my arrow it won't go there we go um <clears throat> so she is kind of a character she smokes a lot she admittedly has dirty fingernails oh she yeah uh. She, uh, the most shocking thing about her she's kind of gruff and she likes being on the road she she feels at home like being in a van with you know, musicians and she eating
1: Seven <laughs> Eleven hot dogs. Right. It sounds like it.
0: Yeah. She, she's an adventurer and she doesn't like, she feels uncomfortable with her photos being hung in galleries. She still says it's weird to her. Um, and then at the actual shows, she says she feels like a wild game photographer. So one thing she says in this interview, when, um, After the band's play, they often come up and go, how did that sound? And she'll say, I don't know. I couldn't hear it. Because she's so visual. But she says about when they ask her how it was, she said she doesn't know. She says what makes her work enjoyable is the people she works with. Ironically, it isn't the music. And then she says, I'm tone deaf. What? So is she just making, like, inappropriate jokes? Or
1: ah,, <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, no, so what is tone deafness? It's not like not having rhythm. It's not it means that like you honestly can't clue into the tone that you're hearing to go along with it. So what the hell does that mean from a photographer? I mean, it just means she
0: she's not into the music. I guess
1: she's just more about capturing what she sees, yeah.
0: Okay, we're back. We took a little potty break. But I wanted to play this audio of Penny Smith talking about um, being on tour with The Clash. And um, this interview is on SoundCloud. It is by Nick Knight. And it is on an account called Show Studio. And I just wanted to relay this little piece of of the interview.
1: And um, Was it real anger, do you think, or was it stage? Oh, no, no stage. I mean, Clash didn't stage. Right. You know, I don't work with bands at stage. You know, I can't do it. No, see. I mean, basically, I went to art school and I accidentally ended up being a photographer. And yeah. um, I only work with people that um, have got a similar brain set to me, really,
0: yeah.
1: um, which isn't, you know, I, I'm no good at, you know, not your job in a way. Sorry, yes, yes. you know, makeup artist flipping yes. in and out. I can't do. I haven't got time for. I'm not I'm much more a sort of WD forty than a Chanel number five
0: person. <laughs> oh, I think she's charming. She's more of a WD forty than Chanel number five.
1: I'm neither. Can I just claim that about myself? I know. Like...
0: <laughs> what? I am neither also.
1: Yeah. I'm on the spectrum. I'm on the WD40 of... <laughs> Chanel number five spectrum. Yeah. Also, they're kind of almost on the same end if you want to dig into that, but we'll leave that alone for okay. now. <laughs>
0: um I just love her her attitude and that she doesn't compromise. Um, I like that she did... She was, but she also acknowledges how lucky she is. In a lot of interviews I read, she says that she did stumble into it. She's lucky. Um, I don't know. I really like uh, as a Gen Xer. I heard this uh, show, this podcast the other day where they're talking about sort of the generational differences in us. And Generation X um, doesn't like to compromise, and we're obsessed with authenticity. <laughs> Which, why would that be a bad thing, I guess? Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's why I work at a non-profit and do a DIY podcast.
1: Well, that means you have credibility. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know. According to us, though. I mean, authenticity, like, who grants that? Yeah, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) I guess we do to ourselves.
1: Exactly. Based
0: on selling out or not. Like, we don't want to sell out. That's what we are obsessed with.
1: I think that there are certain ways of... That might be perceived as selling out. Where you're being subversive with it. Mm -hmm. That are a little... Like, I won't say sophisticated. But sometimes accidental in their form. And I like the way that she said... Oh, I just kind of lucked out. She was probably just exemplifying herself in a way that couldn't not be noticed because she couldn't Mm -hmm. not be herself in everything she was doing. And I think that is authenticity. Right.
0: And, and people are attracted to that. And they want yeah. to reproduce that and make money off of it.
1: Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. I need wine now. I, uh, this authenticity is sure going to make us a lot of money. <laughs> oh, God. That London sounds like... Calling, how many
0: albums did they sell? Millions. Uh, Oof. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Chloria. <laughs> and everything's pointless. She currently lives and works in Oh, a...
1: she lives? Based on that voice in the era of that recording, I am
0: shocked as hell. Yeah. Okay. She
1: lives in a disused railway station in Do West we London. Do you know what her choice of SIG is? Like I feel like they're
0: brownish
1: looking. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know their brands.
1: Uh, I used to. I've fallen off. Damn. Uh, If there are any British people out there knowing of brownish Sigs. Brownish, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: What does this mean, though? She works in a disused railway station in West London. You know... uh, Converted into a studio. Okay, I I was going to say,
1: (laughs) I feel like there's a little piece missing there. Because if it made its way to the internet, it's not only... Dispute, but maybe she located there before it became renovated. I don't. Know. It seems like she renovated it
0: from that um, description. Um, I wanted to show some examples of Friends magazine. The, oh, the, the uh, running paper. back, yeah, yeah, that she worked with uh, Barney Bubbles on. Uh, so. Super cool. They um, reported on politics, music, a lot of Hawkwind. Uh, Her (laughs) photographs were used um, throughout the magazine. Just really cool. There's a lot of archived stuff online. If you have a chance, check it out. Friends. And there's a great hashtag, which is what I'm looking at right now. Um, Hashtag friends, F-R-E-N-D-Z magazine. On Instagram. Um, and this is her. This, there's a photo. With.
1: I have dudes. to say as a stylist. Dude. She BBC has a
0: boss ass. Shag haircut. She's always had the same exact haircut. And huge eyebrows. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> she's like a little cartoon. Um, in one of her interviews. She says. Um, I like. She's talking about. How she lo- she likes the rock and roll lifestyle. She says, "I like the bunker mentality of a rock band on the road. I travel with my camera, not too much equipment, and one bag. Just doing my job. I'm not going to try to do her accent, although it's very
1: tempting. tempting. <laughs> just doing my job then. Just doing my job then. Uh, well, she's not from the north. We're fucking it up hard. I'm I'm doing
0: like Alexi Sale. I'm mixing a bunch of people." together in my head. I
1: will say, I love how brass tacks she is because I think that real artists don't need a ton of shit. Yeah. They just need a few tools to make, you know, the most out of the least.
0: I love that. She also says, I like the kamikaze sense of whether the photos come out or not. So film versus digital. Um, As soon as photography gets into Ponzi Studios... Lighting directors and makeup artists. I'm out the window, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I like. That's uh, what I like the rock business for because it's not quite civilized society. And then it says we both look at her fingernails and realize that yes, America will never take her to its collective heart. But this was written by an Irish person.
1: Also, so and Irish person. I mean, okay. We could say a lot about them. <laughs> uh row. I hope you don't get into any trouble. So uh, she basically
0: has the fingernails of a chimney sweep.
1: Although I love how she's so dismissive. She clearly dyes her hair black. But yeah. I, apparently that's the only acceptable color to um, color. And I said dye. There's a hairstylist. Kill me. But she dyes it. There's coloring your hair and dyeing your hair. She dyes it black. And, um, that's fine. That's her shit. I go on with it.
0: Um, why do you think I'm wearing a hat? So you won't see my horrible roots? I don't think (laughs)
1: that I'm not mean like
0: that, you know? Oh my God. Okay. So another, can I just tell a quick story, a funny story about the album London calling? So today I was talking to Eric, my partner about the show and about what I'm going to talk about. And he was telling me a a funny story about when he was in the sixth grade. And that's when London Calling came out. So he's a million years old. Okay. (laughs) So he was in the sixth grade and um, he heard the song London Calling on the radio. So he was like, oh, I'll go buy that record. So he grew up in Seal Beach, California. So back then, in order to get to the nearest record store, he had to ride his bike all the way to Long Beach, which was like a 45-minute bike ride <laughs> to get a record. Wow! So he rode his bike to The Music Plus, bought London Calling, which was a double LP, brought it all the way back home, listened to it, and, you know, this album has a ton of... It's a double. It has a ton of songs on it. Um, it has, like, Rudy Can't Fail. I mean, it's wacky. It's all over the place. Coca-Cola... Crazy, um, so he listens to the record and he doesn't like it. And he I was wants- wondering if that's where you were going. <laughs> and he wanted to return it, but they had a policy where the only way you could return it is if it was warped. So he and his oh. friend got the harebrained idea to take hairdryer. Brilliant! Ah, oh, you're bringing and- it home, <laughs> and warped. One of the and I said, Did you do both? And he said, No, just one. And he brought it all the way, rode his bike forty five minutes all the way to Long Beach, to the Music Plus, and showed them and they said, Okay, well, we'll replace it with another copy. And he goes, I kinda wanted a different one (laughs) And they Wow. He totally got busted and exchanged it
1: for Adam and the Ants. What a little dick. It's funny because you can find Hella Adam, and the Ants at Holy Cow Records. You
0: really couldn't.
1: (laughs) Wow. Isn't that funny
0: where they're like, oh, naturally, if it's warped, you'll want another unwarped copy.
1: Good Um, thinking, Eric. (laughs)
0: Actually. (laughs)
1: Uh, Unexpected guest to the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was such a cute story. And then after that. And I said, which Adam and the Ants was it? He said it was one he didn't really like. (laughs) After that, he much preferred London Calling, but he was little. You know, when we're little, we don't know. You know, when I was little, I liked Paula Abdul. Exactly. MC Scat Cat, anyone? That was nuts. (sighs) What was everyone thinking?
1: (laughs) Uh, That... I don't know who... I listen to all
0: kinds of... Well, I listen to good music and crap mixed right. in, because I had an older sibling and a cool aunt, so I had cool influences, but also bad taste.
1: No, I just had <laughs> no older people to look to. I just... Oh. Although my mom did buy me George Michael's Faith Oh, on cassette that's great. when I was seven for a birthday present. <gasps> that's great.
0: Anyway, I just thought that was um, a cool story. It's a good lead-up to Barney Bubbles, too. And I don't know. I think we should know women's names. It kind of bums me out when I do research on album design. And I either see a man's name with credit or the name of a studio. And then I have to, you know, figure out who worked at that studio. So it's a lot of work to find credit. And... I'm very aware of what's out there and I'm checking it out. I just don't have anyone's life story, you know.
1: The facts reported are sparse, so yeah, we can only imagine.
0: For people who are currently working, um, there are some interviews here and there, but it's not as comprehensive and I like to do a whole like kind of overview, so I didn't. I didn't mean to accidentally make a podcast celebrating middle-aged men. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what my intention was. Um, I wanted to celebrate the weirdos of this industry because I'm surrounded by... I work um, in a part of town where I'm around a bunch of techies and sort of living in a city where that's valued quite
1: a bit. So Valued because we used to be valued for something else. And it's just borrowing from that idea of it, which is what bums me out the most. It's just being diluted every day. Yeah, diluted and, and more expensive. It's like perfume, <laughs> right? The 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 more synthetic
0: the fragrance is, you know,
1: the more it costs.
0: Sometimes, yeah. I don't know. I just want to celebrate the weirdos because I wasn't even thinking gender or age or anything like that. I just want to celebrate the weirdos that maybe contributed to all the ubiquitous uh, imagery that we know and love, but we don't know the stories behind it. So that's my motivation. Um, Certainly not trying to do some uh, 40-year-old classic rock bullshit because I don't want to talk about stuff that's already over overrated you know you're listening to KLBJ FM <laughs> KLBJ that was the classic rock station i grew up in austin texas that was our classic rock station listened to a lot of joe walsh and uh you know we've we've heard all that stuff to death they've had their time enough yeah. <laughs>
1: Enough, she says.
0: <laughs> and speaking of enough, is that good? Do you think you got her essence? Um, she did a lot of great... Let's look at some celebrity portraiture really quick.
1: Um, I, Even though a lot of her shots were of these rough, kind of masculine scenes, they weren't, like, threatening or evil feeling. Mm-hmm. So I have to hand her that. I love this shot of oh. Brian Eno. Oh, goodness. That's great. Gorgeous.
0: I mean, she was an artist. She so is an artist. This
1: life. photo, he's wearing like a hairy coat and he's wearing um, or like he's holding in his hands a visage of his own face with it, a softer expression. Like a collage as well. Oh, it, yeah, it does yeah. look like a photo collage. Mm-hmm. Once you assume it, but his own face is all surprised, but the one he's got held in his hands is all soft and sweet.
0: What a beautiful human he is, yeah, uh, and then the Susie Sue photos I just adore her. I love how it's not it's not staged it's like, not and she's, in a hallway she's wearing... in her casual wear, yeah, I've never seen her. she looks like she's wearing scrubs like.
1: It's almost like these cool Rick Owens black pants, and then like, <laughs> and then like this
0: shitty leather coat, and then her performing, of course.
1: Oh, where it's like full regalia, Ugh. big hair,
0: love it. Big eye. That. This one, um, she has her arm draped over her head. Anyway, you can go to if you want to look at uh, Penny Smith's portraits her black and white rock and roll portraits you can go to the uh you can actually also buy her photo prints at the national portrait gallery so that's npg.org.uk
1: oh honestly you can buy so many things off of that website it's incredible be careful like don't get stoned and look at it you will get fucked up over it
0: you've been warned (laughs) Um, also if you enjoy the podcast, uh, I know it's only episode three. We've still got a lot more to come. Uh, write me an email. There's a form. Everything's there. Social media stuff and everything. Write me an email. Give me suggestions. Um, ideas. People have already been writing in with suggestions. It's great. And
1: um rate and review and all that. I have thrown Clarita hideously off track from what she's trying to do. <laughs> oh my god. No way. I've man. subverted her. This is the track. <laughs> this this is, is the track. Is... What should my sign-off be? Don't forget to drink a glass of water before bed. Oh yeah. How's that? Drink some water. <laughs>
0: message.